The kind of worst issue I've seen from bot-related activity over my time working in digital was an auto retailer that we used to work with. But I think we were all about to leave the office. I mean, you know, maybe it was a Thursday and we were going out for a drink or something. Everyone was on a bit of a high. And then suddenly we got a call from the client and, you know, all hell had broken loose. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cybersecurity Sessions, our regular podcast exploring all things cybersecurity. I'm your host, Cyril Noel-Tago, Principal Security Researcher at Netasia, the world's first fully agentless bot management product. With the busiest e-commerce period of the year fast approaching, companies are heavily relying on analytics to optimize their marketing strategies. However, our recent bot management review report, we revealed that in addition to stealing user accounts and committing frauds, bots can actually have an effect on the, these analytics by creating poor quality data. Uh, and to explore more about how bots can affect marketing analytics, I'm pleased to be welcoming my special guest today, Matt Wilkinson, who is the head of paid media at Spike Digital. So, hey, Matt, um, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me along. And um, before we get started, would you like to quickly introduce yourself to, to our listeners? Yeah, so um, my role here at Spike Media is is to kind of head up the the paid media account. So, you know, across uh, search and, and shopping, um, a, a kind of a sort of pretty broad broad remit of clients. Uh, so we kind of have quite a lot of e-commerce clients that we look after. So obviously a really kind of key period um, for them coming into Black Friday. Um, but, you know, even for the um, uh, kind of lead gen type clients, you know, it's it, it's a time of kind of increased traffic, increased competition. So, you know, it's, it's something we, we need to keep a close eye on across the board, really. And, and how does this, this peak, you know, this peak commerce season, the Black Friday and the holiday season affect marketing activities? Uh, I, I mean, I, I guess probably the assumption is, you know, Black Friday is a sort of bumper time for, for you know, kind of anyone operating in the online space, but it's, it's very much a double-edged sword from uh, from my experience. So, yes, you know, a lot of retailers are going to see, uh, you know, increases in sales, um, you know, kind of spikes in conversion rates, that that kind of thing. But, you know, not everyone is the perfect fit for, for Black Friday. So, you know, not not all products are the, the kind of the frontline exciting products that people are looking for on, on Black Friday. Um, you know, not all... Um, not all sites, not all clients are, are, are kind of the best the best fit. So, you know, quite often what you will see as well is is that increase in competition, particularly in the kind of display and social space, that extra increase in competition is actually a, a kind of hindrance rather than a help to a lot of advertisers. So, you know, it just means there's more people fighting for that same advertising space and, and you know, kind of driving up costs and, and you know, probably with, with more enticing, more relevant offers that are going to, really, really pull consumers in uh, around Black Friday. So, you know, it can be quite a challenging time for, for a lot of advertisers as well. I guess and with that in mind, what's your typical advice to, to your clients around this period? Uh, so I think, again, it sort of depends very much on where they sort of sit on that spectrum. You know, if, if they're kind of, you know, a perfect fit, if you like, for, for that sort of Black Friday buzz or, or you know, if they're, if, they, if they're on the opposite end of the spectrum. But you know, certainly for those that that are kind of retail focused, um, you know, make sure that you you're ready really for for that surge in traffic. So you know, make sure that that your your site is is set up to to be able to handle that extra traffic. Make sure your budgets are ready. Um, you know, and your your kind of teams are ready to sort of respond. Um, you know that you, that your stock levels are where they need to be. You know, all of those things really. 
Um, but yeah, on on the other side of things, you know, be prepared for for rising costs. Be prepared for, you know, a, a spike in um, in CPMs or you know cost per clicks or, or or whatever that might be. Potentially be prepared for a drop in in click through rates if you know, as I say, you may be not the most kind of appealing type of business in that Black Friday space. It might be a difficult time. Um, I mean, you know, certainly. There's a number of, of clients that I've worked with where the best strategy for them is to simply turn off their marketing activity from, you know, maybe the the, the kind of week before Black Friday and, and kind of wait until all of the kind of Cyber Monday buzz is out of the way and, and, and you know, kind of come, come back on a few days after that. And, and actually, you know, that's the most efficient approach for them to just to avoid burning a load of budget on, on stuff that's not going to work as well. So we, we did a, a report, we released a bot management review, which looked at how uh, businesses have dealt with bot attacks over, over the last year. And especially coming to, to Black Friday, I think this is quite interesting to look at because um, when we did this, we surveyed uh, over 400 businesses across the UK, the US, kind of large enterprise businesses. And the vast majority of them told us that bot activity had impacted their analytics, created poor quality data. Uh, and not only that, but that actually caused a, a financial impact to them. I think 60% of them said it was a, a minor financial impact and 27% of them said that was a, a moderate uh, financial impact. I was just wondering, is there something you've come across or experienced with your clients? I guess a large part of this, that sort of visibility and awareness piece, isn't it? I think I think a, a big part of the, the bot issue, the bot challenge is the bit of the iceberg that's under the water, I'm sure, over the years both myself and, and clients that I've worked with have, have kind of, you know, been sort of blissfully unaware of, of a lot of that. But in terms of what I kind of have seen and I, I am aware of myself, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's very rare, I'd say, that you'd go into, um, you know, a, let's say a client's Google Analytics account and, and have a, a kind of look around the data and do a bit of analysis. And, you know, if you're looking over a, a decent period of time and you dig in deep enough, I'd say it's unlikely that you wouldn't find some kind of weird data anomalies in there of, you know, kind of large amounts of traffic from, you know, unusual locations or kind of, you know, spikes in in traffic over particular times from, I don't know, a certain device or something like that. I guess that's interesting because there's probably even more beneath the surface that they aren't seeing. But the way I look at it, I, I kind of see two, two main ways that a box can impact analytics. Uh, the first one, the intentional kind of ad fraud type bots which are there to kind of generate impressions, views, whatever, um, to, to kind of exhaust those those budgets. But I guess the more sinister ones is kind of the unintentional ones. So these are just not normal bots like maybe a scraper bot or a scalper bot that's there for a specific purpose. That purpose isn't to skew the, the analytics, but because it's there and it's acting in a non-human way, it's actually kind of polluting the data set. And, I guess in some instances, you'll be able to see kind of there's a big spike from a location that you don't expect, but other times it might be so ingrained um, in, in your traffic that you might not actually be able to um, identify um, that over long periods of time just because there's, there's constant activity. Is that uh, something you've kind of discussed with your clients before? A lot of this stuff is is kind of under the surface. Um, but, you know, also I, I think there's a, a bit of a perception that, if you take Google Ads, for example, where you know a, a lot of a lot of our clients and you know most clients' money is spent, they kind of have their own 
processes, their own kind of procedures for, for filtering out uh, bot clicks, fraudulent clicks, and, and, and essentially re refunding the cost for, for those clicks. So I guess on the face of it, what's the main reason maybe to care about, about that, that bot traffic or because it's costing us money? It's not costing us money because Google's finding it and giving us that money back, so problem solved. But I, I guess the, the, there's a couple of issues there. One is, you know, how confident can we be that Google is able to find and filter all of that stuff out? Um, well, three issues, really, because certainly from my experience, Google is a lot hotter on this than, than the vast majority of other places where we might be spending money on media. Um, so how well are the, you know, the likes of, I don't know, Facebook and LinkedIn and Bing and, you know, um, certainly my sense is that their processes aren't as, as robust as, as Google's. But even, even beyond that, okay, so we, we might not be paying for it, even if we assume that all of that is being credited back to us what's that doing to, to the data? So, you know, we're getting the, the money that's been spent on those clicks, that's coming back, but that traffic isn't being filtered out of all of those different data points. You know, that, that traffic will still be, you know, probably feeding into your analytics data, which is then feeding back into your audience data, which is maybe a big part of what you're using for your targeting and driving your results. Certainly an increasingly important area of... Um, a digital is is all of that kind of audience led side the kind of you know data driven side that kind of really really leans on you know how good is your data how how valid is that information that's that's kind of powering all of these bidding and targeting decisions and uh, I, I guess it's kind of quite hard to put um to put a value on that impact yeah and I guess break it down for me a little bit more in terms of kind of that, that analytics piece obviously you've got the stuff that's going from stuff like your Google Analytics but also you've got your your own data. How often is that kind of merged together for, for organizations? I guess probably like a, a few angles to it. So the in in the kind of sort of more old school approach, if you like, um, you know, all of that kind of um, account optimization and kind of um, targeting and bid management and all, all of that kind of thing, you know, obviously going back, I don't know, probably quite a way now, actually, maybe going back sort of like 10, 15 years even, um, you know, all of that, all of that would have been done manually. So, you know, in, in the midst of, you know, let's say a Black Friday period when, you know, the the kind of sales are, are coming in thick and fast and, you know, there's there's somebody there managing the account, trying to kind of squeeze the, the, the best value out of it. Those decisions are going to be made on on that data that's that, that's coming in, um, and you know that's certainly that's that's still the case. But what's happening now is that that data is it, you know it's real time. It's as that data comes in, that's kind of powering the machine learning. That's powering all of the kind of algorithms that that are then making these decisions on on the fly. So you know I guess back in the in the kind of steam powered uh, age of of where where all of these things were done by you know like a, a person sat tapping away at a computer um that those impacts would have been felt much more slowly whereas if all of that is kind of being automated and you know algorithmically driven and it's kind of you know dynamically feeding into into these audiences um you know it's happening so fast and like to, to what extent are those kind of um, you know odd behavioural patterns being being picked up and being and being filtered out? You know, and, and, and if they're not, at what point is someone then going to pick that up and um, and you know and respond to it? But what point is there going to be that sort of human intervention? I guess. Yeah, and I guess because you've just got such a a pointed kind of this peak period and everything's kind of 
point pointing at this this one period you don't really have the time to kind of have that retrospective look over it where so if it was kind of a longer period you could say actually let's look back and see how this is affecting the change strategies but black friday especially where it's kind of this this, this one weekend um you know you've just got this it relies so much on the on, on the automation and there but um in terms of kind of quantifying i think you mentioned earlier like how, how do we quantify this so one of the um, questions we, we asked in, in the survey uh, was for them to try and estimate what the, the skewed analytics from, from bots um, was costing them as a percentage of their online uh, revenue. Um, and for these organisations, kind of the online revenue was about, on average, 50% of their, of their total turnover. And on average, uh, what the businesses were reporting back to us was that these skewed analytics was costing them 5% of their on online revenue, oh. which it seems like a very sizable chunk. Uh, wow, I mean, yeah, five percent. Has to put that into context. If you know, if you imagine a really kind of mature um, media account, you know, whether that be kind of in the display space or in the search space, um, you know, if 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 you could get yourself a five percent increase in in ROI in you know in in kind of lead volumes or whatever that might be, then. You know that that will be huge. So um, yeah, to to kind of suggest that that's the impact that's that's happening is um, yeah, it's it's a, a pretty significant. Yeah, so I mean, I've found this percentage over, over over the course of the year. I'm just trying trying to understand if we look at Black Friday specifically, how much more of an impact, how much more is that five percent felt over Black Friday versus kind of the, the rest of the year? Right. Yeah. 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 So I, th- I mean, I think. There's there's a number of reasons why that impact is going to be more extreme over over Black Friday. Any any ground lost over that period is going to hurt twice as much. Um, you know, a, a lot a lot of uh, well, I, I guess sort of most most retailers are, are are kind of bringing in the the vast majority of the of their revenue for the year is is coming in 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 Q4. So, you know, Black Friday Cyber Monday, you know, has now become a. a pretty significant slice of, of that q4 impact so yeah i mean if if you're seeing five percent loss there then yeah i mean i guess it you know it, it hurts just as much as five percent any other time of year but if it, it, I, I guess that five percent can quickly get amplified by you know if if that's when you kind of run in promotions if that's when margins are particularly tight you know if that's when you've got challenges around stock i guess pretty quickly that that 5% can turn into a a bigger problem due to the impact of of some of those other factors as well so yeah really really significant yeah and I'm just i'm just taking some of those other factors there so you, can, you mentioned for example kind of like stock stock issues and one of the kind of one of the things that Bots have done, especially over kind of the, the last few years, when we've had like this, the scout bots that are going to buy up infantry very, very quickly. Um, and then obviously you've got almost this, this bot that's buying up infantry, which is causing you a stock issue. And at the same time, just the activity of that stock is causing you this, this, uh, this marketing, this analytics issue at the same time. And it's just this, this double-edged sword that you're, you're facing at a very important time for you i guess there's, there's all kinds of things that that, that that can go wrong that's why it's such an intense period for uh for you know for anyone working in, in in online but you know particularly in the retail space the kind of worst uh issue i've seen from from kind of uh bot related activity over over my time working in digital was a um uh, an auto retailer that that we used to work with uh 
and they just one kind of random evening. Every, I think we were all about to leave the office. Everyone was on maybe you know maybe it was a Thursday. And we were going out for a drink or something. Everyone was on a bit of a high, and then suddenly we got a call from the client, and you know all hell had broken loose. Um, and essentially, what what had happened is um, well, it, it, it initially they had no idea what had happened. You know they they were basically seeing. Um, tons and tons of, of calls coming through on their on their sales numbers um, and basically like you know the the, the line just couldn't handle it and it, it you know had been sort of wiped out um and as you know as it turned out um it was it was basically a um a denial of service attack on on a, a number of their phone numbers to the point that you know it, it it did sort of essentially wipe out a big part of the business that evening and created yeah, all all kinds of, of of chaos, which you know, thankfully was was sort of resolved in in a few hours. I don't even want to imagine the 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 kind of damage that something like that could do to a retailer if you know if, if that landed you know around around a peak period like you know Black Friday, Cyber Monday, or something like that. Yeah, and I, and I guess it doesn't even have to be. So in that case, that sounds like a very intentional denial of service attack. Um, but sometimes it doesn't even need to be that, right? It could just be you've already got this increased load on kind of your, your website over Black Friday and then you've got kind of the whether they the bot is there to to cause the denial of service or it's just there for, for another purpose, whether it's a scalpable or scrapable or whatever. Um it's also going to be adding to that load and but it's, it's just I think some um, researchers kind of estimated kind of bot traffic around Black Friday last year was about thirty five percent of the total um website traffic. So that already got that, that massive increase wow. in volume at an already peak period. And I mean, we did some consumer research last year as well um, around Black Friday, kind of just talking to, to consumers. Um, and I think it was about 58% of them had experienced kind of technical issues kind of on the websites, whether that's slow loading or the actual website completely crashing. Um, and obviously once you've got these these bots causing this extra load, you can kind of understand why that that's happening. And then um, I think another 32% of them were saying that they couldn't purchase items they wanted due to them selling out quickly. And also when you've got kind of scalpel bots, that could be part of the, the reason there. So, I mean, that's just some of the research we've done. So how what, what what's making up that 35% in, in your kind of experience? Like what, what types of bots are, are, are driving the majority of that? So it really depends on the, the type of, of site, really, but for e-commerce sites, you, you're going to have scraper bots which are trying to do your price, um, price analysis, especially for, for competitors or other sites. But then you've got, um, especially where you've got kind of hype items around Black Friday, where you've got some items that are high in demand, low, low in stock, you're going to have scalper bots, you want to buy it up and then put those onto reseller sites. So kind of you've already got that going, you might have intentional denial of service attacks as well that you can take a competitor down because as you said at the start that there's, there's there's only so so many um outlets uh, and so many consumers if they can't get what they want for yours they're going to go to the, to the next yeah, one so yeah can, yeah and um, get, get get that traffic um so yeah it's a mix of things but i think just because of the intense kind of period of everyone's coming to shop and we need to make sure that we as you said, like this accounts for so much of our, um, our, our forecast for the for the year, and uh, just these these attacks can be absolutely um, intensified. Coming on to kind of preventative measures, then um, I guess in, in your opinion, in, in your line of work, what do you think we can do to kind of educate businesses on the risks 
a lot, you know, like to, to analytics, but also kind of the, these other risks we talk about, just the, the impact on the, on the website load, the customer satisfaction, things like that. I, th- I mean, I think to be honest, just just uh, getting some of these numbers kind of out there and, and more visible, I, you know, I think I think um, they sort of speak for themselves, really. Um, when I, you know, as I was saying before, I think that maybe that five percent needs a bit more context because you hear five percent of anything, it doesn't seem like that big a deal. But you know, if a sizable business is losing five percent of its revenue, that's that's a pretty big deal. And the, you know, like thirty five percent, God of. Uh, of, of of traffic around Black Friday. I mean, you know, these these are, are kind of numbers that that become quite hard to ignore. So I think by kind of increasing awareness of of, of some of those kind of you know hard facts, I think that that does a really good job of of kind of focusing people's attention on on the issue. I guess in terms of in terms of preventative, you know, that that, that sort of becomes a bit a bit more challenging. I, I I suppose you know from from my experience, it's it's more. Um, it, it's more about after the fact so you know it's more about kind of identifying those kind of weird anomalies in the data and you know filtering that out of reporting or you know maybe finding ways to kind of strip that out of any kind of audience builds or um, anything that, that you know that might be fueling um, bid strategies and, and, and that kind of thing but um, I mean I, I suppose the, the, the true preventative side that, that kind of um, that sort of falls in in your court really doesn't it in terms of how to how to kind of tackle it before it happens. Yeah, and one of the ways I love to um, emphasize how how significant that five percent is is to relay it back to something like GDPR, which came out at that the maximum fines there were two percent or four percent, um, and the the absolute kind of like pressure that put on businesses, like you saw the massive transformation programs for that two percent or four percent, and, and that here you've got a poten- potential five percent, which is which is even more of that. I think that's really puts into context um, um, just how much of, of, of an impact this could be. Um, but yeah, in terms of the preventative, I think one of the really important things is for you know, kind of marketing and, and security departments to, to speak to each other because on one side you might have security who see there's a bug problem here, and, but they're not communicating with marketing, so marketing is still relying on that data. Or conversely, you know, marketing might see, oh, there's this spike here that doesn't look right to us, the, the, the data seems different, and then they can relay that back to, to security as well. So I think you definitely need to have that constant kind of communication and mm-hmm. those, those channels between the two. I mean, I'd be remiss if I didn't say, obviously, get, get a proper pop management <laughs> <laughs> yeah. place. Absolutely. <laughs> it's been really interesting getting your, your perspective uh, on this. Uh, but before we wrap up, are there any last thoughts you'd like to share? Uh, I think just everybody have a great and a safe Black Friday, and uh, watch watch your backs out there. <laughs> great, thank you so much, Matt, <laughs> uh, and thank you to all of our listeners for tuning into this episode of Cyber Security Sessions. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to subscribe and like or leave a review on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, we'd love to get your feedback. Uh, you can also get in touch with us via Twitter at CyberSecPod or by email to podcast at letterseer.com. Thanks again for listening. Have a great Black Friday and see you again next month.